Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast and Twitter follow the show at Strictly Anonymous or me at Cartoon Therapy. If you can write a review, <laughs> if you want to write a review of my show, uh, that would be really helpful. It really helps my show. I love reviews. You know, good reviews. Um, write a review on either Stitcher or iTunes. Somebody wrote a review recently. Thanks so much for that. Um, and if you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe, uh, whether you're on iTunes, Stitcher, or on Riotcast. That's the new network that I'm on, Riotcast.com. They have, like, a lot of great shows. Subscribe to my show or other shows, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, if you want to be on my show, I'm always looking for people to call in. I have so many people emailing me now, which I love because then I don't have to post on Craigslist. I have a new baby, and I just don't have time for anything. Or even when I have time, I don't really want to do anything. I've become very lazy in my free time. Just because it's so exhausting taking care of a child, right? So then when I have free time, I've become like completely like inefficient. (laughs) I can't get shit done. So the less I have to go on Craigslist, the better. So write in if you want to be on my show. I have some people writing in. It's great. Uh, Send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I'm always looking for callers. Like if you have, uh, if you need advice and you have a problem, it doesn't even have to be about sex. I know that my show seems like it's all about sex, but it doesn't have to be. I'm like the friend that everyone calls up when they're like fighting with their boyfriend or their husband or their girlfriend. And I love to give advice. And I think I give good advice, though. It's unprofessional advice. Um, Or you could be on my show if you're looking to like sort of reveal a secret life that you live that you don't really want to, that you've never really shared with anybody else. Uh, turns out people love sharing it here because you remain anonymous. Even to me, I don't give a shit who you are. I just like to hear your story. And uh, so it's a place to share that story. And it's always a good time. Um, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Today I have on a woman named Linda Gale. And she is a woman, she was recommended, I think somebody told her to be on my show, who was on my show before, but I didn't get names or anything like that. But uh, her and her husband started uh, a swingers club that kind of specializes in masturbating. Like there's something about that word. Like, and she says on the podcast, like people just can't get past the word masturbation. And it's true. Like I can't get past it. And I'm going to talk about it on this intro and I'll probably use it in my title. Um, Because it is like an odd thing that is not really typical in swingers club, but they do have like a whole masturbating angle in their swing club. And their club, 
party event, whatever you want to call it, has become very successful. It's been on HBO Real Sex. It's been in all kinds of magazines. Uh, so P- And they've been doing it for a really long time. It's called Club Relate. You could check it out at clubrelate.com. Um, and she calls in and we talk all about it. We talk about, and you know, because I ask a lot of millions of questions. We talk about her history, how she met her husband, how they started swinging, why, where, when, and how they created their own event, their own swinger party. Um, like, you know, and what goes on there? What like really goes on inside that swingers event? And uh, you also get some like masturbating. I was going to say techniques, but that's probably not the word. Advice, tips, <laughs> because they do specialize at it. Linda, uh, you know, knows what she's talking about. So anyway, I'm just going to get right back on or I'll be right back on with Linda Gow. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, hey, Linda Gale. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You're on with Kathy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Glad to talk to you, Kathy. Yeah, I'm glad you're on. I love your name, Linda Gale. Linda Gale. Like I'm gonna. Start, it's like I feel like I'm singing when I say your name together. <laughs> it's like the two names together. I I like it. But anyway, and that's kind of like your real name, right? I mean, you're not making up yeah. a name, right? Because you're no, kind no. of known for what you right. do, right? Yes. I mean, when yes. you wrote in to me, you sent me, and we're going to, like, I mean, everyone could tell by the title that, that we're going to be talking about your, uh, I guess it's like, I mean, because it's, it's called Club Relate, right? But it, it basically is like a party, but like a masturbation party. Like, they have swingers parties, right? But this is like well, a specific a, masturbation it's a, party. It's a swingers party where masturbation is okay. Voyeurism and exhibitionism is okay also. But whenever people read it, they never get past the word masturbation. (laughs) They don't see masturbation swing club. No, I saw that, but I just didn't know because I was like looking through a lot of things. And and, um, when it said like it's a, you know, penetration is okay. Like, and that's when I started to get a little confused because I'm just like, if it's a swingers club, then of course that's going to be going on. Right. But, and then the masturbation is the thing that you guys are like sort of differ, right. In that that's okay. Is that what you're saying? Because Mm -hmm. in some clubs it's seen as, um, predatory behavior or aberrant behavior where it's like the only reason you're doing it is because nobody wants to be with you. Well, I'm sorry. That's not what masturbation is about because we all have our own way of doing it just right. Right, right. No, I mean, I have other questions because there's a part on your web. I was just like looking over your website again and there was a part where like there's a section where you have things that you sell, right? And you have a couple toys and you have like these three toys, right? That you recommend as like the best toys to masturbate to, right? And there's one where it's just like, this is the one that's going to find your G spot. Like it will definitely find your G spot. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, is that for real? Yes, it is. And all women can be have female ejaculation and with this toy it is like guaranteed to 
to get you there. But there are other, because listen, I have never, I'm always somebody that's always been obsessed with squirting or having a, you know, having multiple organs. Like I can't do any of that like amazing stuff. And I feel very like it's like not fair kind of, right? And I've bought a lot of things online from Adam and Eve as like a G-spot finder, but nothing could find my fucking G-spot. I'm like, maybe it doesn't exist because they do say, right? Some people have it, some people don't. Or are you here to say that everybody has one? And if they do- every. All women have one. Okay. But the the trick is getting it stimulated mm-hmm. um, so you can feel it. It's it's just like the male penis is very soft and, you know, it has to be stimulated before it starts feeling really great and for it to do what it needs to do. Well, the same is true about the G-spot. Right. You so you need very- the... And the, the the reason why your that toy that you recommend works so well is it's I guess it's right. got the perfect angle because the other things are all angled in a certain way that it's supposed to get up there and in that weird place that your G spot is right, but this right. one looks like it has like a little bit maybe more of a curve. Is that why? I mean, because this isn't something that you sell that you created, right? This is something that you just <laughs> promote no, because you know it's I, good. I promoted it. No, uh, Taylor Lamborn from San Diego is the one who created it. Uh huh. Um, but the thing about it is, is like whenever you're using your fingers to stimulate a G spot, they can get tired. Right. But if you're using the honey duffer or either the crystal wand, it's, it doesn't get tired and you can go very slow at the beginning. And then whenever you go faster and with more pressure, it doesn't get tired. Right. Okay, but let me before, because I feel like I'm going to the end of our conversation before I get to the okay. beginning, because cause you put an ad out, right? Looking for yes, something, did. and you thought that you're going to like narrow it down and be really specific, right? And Right. Because you, were you guys really into masturbation, or you realized that you were swingers, and it wasn't like sort of a thing that you were allowed to do at other swing clubs that you figured <laughs> you'd start your own? Like, what was the deal? Well, I, I was written up at a, a swing club for masturbating. Mm-hmm. And the um, the guy said that it was aberrant behavior, and that I was not to do it anymore. That's really weird. Well, you would think anything goes. I don't understand. Is it because they want you're like one of the only females there, and they want you to like sort of join in and not be by yourself? I mean, what is? Like- well, I think back then mm-hmm. it was like it was a swingers club for couples only, and if I was playing with myself, then that meant there was a guy. Right. Not being played with. Right, so right. That's what I, think I mean. It was right. like an equalizer. Mm-hmm. So Tom and I decided to start a club where masturbation was openly stated that it was okay. Mm-hmm. That you didn't have to feel ashamed for it. Right. Because you and your husband, like, were guys not allowed to jerk off either at these other swing clubs? You know, I don't know. Right. My okay. Husband, my husband was written up also. Oh, my God, written up. <laughs> Yes, he couldn't have sex with 20 women in one evening. He could only have sex with four women. Wait, be, be, wait. He, ha- he had sex with 20 and they wrote him up because yeah. they were like, oh my God, you're not allowed to fuck 20 women. You can only do four? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I still have the letter. Oh my God, that's <laughs> hilarious. I would love to see that letter. Do you have it anywhere huh? on your website? 
Uh, no, I wouldn't want to embarrass the person. Who oh, no, I mean, you would never put their name. I mean, come on. I'm sure that person doesn't exist and they wrote a fake name. I mean, come on. Like, it was the manager of the swing club wrote you and said, like, you can't fuck 20 women. You can only fuck four. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is so weird. Like, was that was that a guy? Like, maybe he was jealous. I mean, yes. why would they have such rules? Um, You know... The, the thing that we learned from this mm-hmm. is whenever you start your own club, you can make your own fucking rules. Exactly. <laughs> right. So you and your husband we were, didn't fight it. Were you guys swingers from like day one? I mean, like at what point in your marriage did you guys a start swinging and then B start like decide that you were guys were going to sort of do it yourself and create your own club? How about on our first date? On your first date? You decided yes, on you... our first date. Okay, we went to a swing club. You're kidding! How did you meet your husband? Wait, how did you meet him and know? And <laughs> who was the one that said, "Let's go to the swing club"? He told you, like, well, I I have to tell you, I interviewed him for a job, mm-hmm. and then we became friends. Okay, and he knew a lot of guys, you know, and he was going to help introduce me to you know, someone, and he said, well, what kind of man are you looking for? Mm-hmm. And I said, do you want me to be, to be honest about it? And he said, well, yeah, because I'd just been divorced from my first husband of 18 years. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want a man who wants to have sex at least once a day, that um, his ego is not affected if I wanted to masturbate, and I like doing kinky things. Okay, that's what you said. And he never introduced me to any of his friends. (laughs) He's like, this is a keeper. (laughs) I mean, because how many years ago is this? I mean, you guys have been married 30 years, so this is like 30 years ago. And like, I always talk about this on my show that like nowadays, and I'm sure you see this, that like the women, women are so much they're so much more different and sex and everything is so much more different than it was 30 years ago. So you were really ahead of your time that you were that open sexually, right? And free with yourself, right? Yeah. Progressive is the word. I I think a lot of it had to do with, um, being married to the children's father. That's what I called him. Mm -hmm. Um, he had his PhD in marriage and family counseling. So I read all of his books. I helped write his papers. I got to hear the speakers that came in and spoke to them. And, and there was a lot of things about sex that was covered. But what I found was I, I was a little bit of a snob. I thought I knew a lot about sex. Mm-hmm. What sex is really about is your body. Mm-hmm. And not, it's not in your head. Okay. It's in your, it's, you get in touch with your body. That's kind of interesting because I think sometimes you think, and I've even thought this, that like, especially for women, right? It's just like you use your mind to turn your body on, right? But you're saying it's not really that way or are you saying it's both or? No, well, sex is primal. Mm -hmm. And, And unfortunately, guilt is a way of tamping down your sexual desires. Mm hmm. And so if you can kick guilt to the curb and let your body feel, you will feel the excitement or the desire. And to me, one of the things that I say, being in the lifestyle, you have to be brutally honest with yourself and your partner. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had a lot of um, people on my show, all kinds of different swingers, people who have done it well and people who have failed miserably. <laughs> and a lot of times, I mean, the whole thing with the trust comes up and you, uh, yes. you, you, you see the difference between the people that are being completely honest and that how it works in their relationship and the ones that, you know, set up rules and say they're going to be honest and then things don't really work out that way. And there's problems. Well, and even with that, I'm at. It's it's not that we never had any problems, but what what we found is once you kept talking about whatever it was, you could find a solution. Like at the beginning, I had uh, jealousy issues. Mm-hmm. Tom said, "I don't want you to be jealous," and he said, "The next time you feel that feeling, he said, just come and get me." And let me hold you until it goes away. He said, I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care who I'm with. Let me hold you. Right. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, that's like a rare find too. I mean, as much as you were a rare find, what you said to him on that first date, you know, he was a rare find that he like took your insecurity and decided instead to, because listen, I think a lot of people, you know, in relationships with men and women, especially like, you know, sometimes they, they would take some insecurity or like you're honest about that insecurity and they would use it against you in a weird way. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of like weird shit, like some, like, yeah, like saying, don't be jealous. Well, that's not the way feelings operate. Right. And sometimes people, I think in a weird way without even knowing it, they, almost want that jealousy there it's like a weird kind of a thing that I feel like a lot of times because I really believe that if people just give trust and 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 if someone like you said is jealous and they react the way your husband did as opposed to just saying don't be jealous or whatever Uh you know it would really solve a lot of things and they would get really far and people would be having a lot more fun because I think that trust and jealousy and all that stuff is what gets in the way of people and women especially being more open sexually with their partners right but I do think sometimes men sort of hold that in a weird way with maybe not even knowing it as a way of like controlling the situation do you know what I'm saying like yes yes because well, they give the woman all that power. Maybe then they're going to be jealous. Like there's so much more stuff that gets into it that I don't want to get into it because your story is so fascinating that I'd rather just stick and talk to about people like you guys that do it right. You know what I mean? As opposed to all the fucked up people that have like all this other stuff going on. Do you know what I mean? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yes. Well, the thing that I had to be honest with myself mm-hmm. in regards to was that the jealousy thing was my feeling. Right. And I was in control of it. 
Mm -hmm. And if he didn't want me to be jealous anymore, and I didn't want me to be jealous anymore, why did I do that to myself? Right. So I kicked it to the curb. But you also listen, if he he reacted in a way, he made you feel safe. He he did, though. It wasn't just your choice to make it go away. You couldn't have kicked that to the curb if he was like, you're jealous. Why are you jealous? Who cares? And he then he went off and like it's kept fucking the girl. You know what I mean? And it wasn't there for you. I mean, he really helped it through. I think it does take because really what the jealousy is about and it's trust between two people. So I think it takes two people to sort of take part in that and help that sort of happen and become a good thing like it did for you guys not just like you can't one person just can't do it without the other person that's what I believe I I have to tell you something funny we would we would have different problems Mm -hmm. at the beginning and uh we would talk about them the next day on Sunday and what we realized that there was so much talking that interfered (laughs) with our fun Uh uh-huh we decided that we would talk about whatever the problems were on Wednesday. Uh huh. And if it was still important on Wednesday, we would talk about it. Oh my God, you laugh, but I think that that's like such a smart thing if you really think about it, right? And then half yeah. the, how many times, like, did like, st- <laughs> did stuff just fall away that you were like, wow, shit that was like important on Sunday was like most <laughs> of the time not important on Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that we came to the realization was mm-hmm. every problem, yeah. there is um, a solution. Mm-hmm. And so let's come up with a solution so that doesn't happen again. Right, right. And and so we became very creative about uh, solutions to whatever happened that was an issue. But... That has been such a long time ago. No, but really, that's the part, that's the same part of you guys that wound up starting Club Relate, right? You guys had a problem. Yeah. You were getting written up because you guys like to <laughs> jerk off at these swing clubs. Your husband was to just, you know, really, I don't know what would the word be that like, were other people fucking 20 people at one time or like normally no. like, it doesn't happen? Okay. No. So it you- was like. Women would stand at the shower with a Coke in their hand uh-huh. waiting for him to get out. How come? Was your husband really hot, really well hung? Like, what was the deal oh, back then? Yes. Was, <laughs> All of the above? really hung, handsome, charming, <laughs> right. great fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, wait. So, but when you guys were friends, like, before when he was going to, like, you weren't, like, into him? Or were you secretly into him? Or you didn't even see him that way because you guys were just friends? Um, before he became well, your husband, we were, just, we were, huh? Before you I became think, your husband. Oh, um, we were just friends and we would talk honestly about everything. And then one day, because I hadn't been kissed in a long time because I'd gone through the divorce, divorce, right? And, yeah. It took like a year and a half. And, um, so one day I asked him if I could have a kiss and he said, a kiss, is that all you want? And I said, yes. And whenever he kissed me, my knees went out from underneath me. Right. So you had good, we had great chemistry. And then how did you get to the, like who decided that you're going to a swingers club, like on the first date? Well, he asked me if I wanted to go and I really didn't know what it was, but basically I had told him I can do anything you can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was going to prove whatever it was. We yeah, I get it. 
Right, you're competitive. <laughs> yes. It doesn't matter what it is, even if it's like, oh, yes. you're going to fuck more people than me. I'll, I'll fuck more people <laughs> than you. <laughs> we played uh, a lot of racquetball whenever we were first together in our relationship. <laughs> Amongst other things. So, you, so he takes you to the swing club. Now, were you like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck is going on? Or were you into it? Well, I really didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had... I had read books about it, but I really didn't know what it was really, really about. Mm-hmm. And um, we had to go early in the afternoon. And basically, the guy uh, took me upstairs. It was a two-story home. And he left Tom downstairs to look at some pictures and magazines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, he got me upstairs, and he started kissing me and started to take my clothes off and I said whoa (laughs) yeah I'm on a date with somebody else (laughs) I said uh I thought we were supposed to do this all together oh we will tonight I just want to make sure that you're okay with this Mm -hmm. I said well I'm not okay with this because that's not what I was told was going to happen Mm -hmm. and so I went downstairs and I got Tom and I said I don't think this is the place we're looking for and we walked out. Okay. Now, but the thing I learned from that experience was the next club we went to, I made the phone call. I asked the question. Right. Okay. And so. So, mm-hmm. so just like that was a problem, we resolved it by finding a solution. Right. And so the next time you went out now, so because you had never screwed your guy yet or had you? I mean, I'm a little confused. Like, so the first well, time yes. you're going to do him is at a, as, a, as a party with other people? Uh, well, no, I had had uh, sex with him okay. before mm-hmm. our first date. Date meaning we went out for right, dinner, right, right. out to another town for the weekend. Right. Okay, cool. So then you guys get married and then, you know, you guys are swinging, right? Because you did it from day one and you're getting written up and you decide to start this thing. Now, how come the masturbation? Because you were into it and you had gotten written up. Is that why you decided to be specific in the ad? Or you just wanted to be like, let's just like not make that won't be a rule. And let's put that in there because maybe there's other people like us out there. Well, really, we started uh, another swingers club for couples mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we found is just because we had swingers that came to our club, they still weren't okay with masturbation. So we decided to start a swingers club with masturbation. Right. And um, and to allow singles to attend because we felt like how are guys and women ever going to meet each other if they're both not allowed to attend no i think that that's great because i've had a lot of men on my show as well as women that i think would probably be uh you know would would benefit from sort of meeting a man at a place like that because they would be more the type that they would be right for them you know what i mean and i know that you said in your email that you had you know, through your club and bringing people singles in, like you have, there's been like 30 people, there's 30 couples right. that have come out, you know, that have met through club relate. Right. Right. That's yeah. That's awesome. great. They're still together. Yeah. Because I think that there's a lot of people out there that are in this lifestyle. Right. And if they're on Craigslist and they're looking for people, you know, it's like, a, it's one thing and that's like really hard. Cause you don't know if those same people are looking there, you know, but if they have a place to go, 
where everybody is like-minded, right? Just like anything else. You know, right. like they say, if you want to meet someone you like to play tennis, go play tennis. Like it's all that corny shit. But like if really in this situation, if you're really into the lifestyle, right? What a, what right. a great place to meet somebody. Because you're going to know that they're into the same shit that you're into. Well, and one of the things that you'll find in the lifestyle are the people are very honest. Mm-hmm. They're uh, professionals. They're um, educated, very um, discreet, mm-hmm. and so mannerly. Right. It, it's just, and it, people are so charming. And what a great place to meet other really, really, really nice people. Right. I mean, there are members in our club that have been members. Well, there's one member that's been a member since before we even started the club. Uh-huh. So, but a lot of them have been members for 10 or 15 years and they fly in from all over the world. Really? Because yes. for your club, so the word has gotten out yeah. that because it is because you allow singles because you allow masturbation or that's the thing. So people that are into that as well, as well as just regular swingers, right? Or singles could come. Is that why your club, like your party is so popular? Well, I think also the press that we've had being Uh on um, Playboys, et cetera, HBO, Real Sex, Uh uh, being written up in Penthouse and Playboy Advisor and Jane Magazine and even Red Book. Right. Oh, really? Who who's the PR person? Is that just you out there? You know, getting stuff, <laughs> or did you have a publicist? How did you score all that? I mean, I no, used to they, work in the business, so I know. Really? They call. They just call us. I guess they mess. You know, Google masturbation. I don't know, but they would call us, and uh, we've done pieces for um, the Discovery Channel uh-huh. and uh, the History Channel. But I guess it was a little too risque. They never aired it? (laughs) No. Oh, that's so funny. And I mean, just for my listeners, because I feel like people are just going to be like super curious already just listening to what you're saying. And there is a place on your website that says like you could get a video, like people could buy videos, right? And see what your party is all about, right? And when you say that... yeah, it's an informational video. Yeah. Oh, it's not like a. It's not like because I was wondering like what's in that video because like I I would assume people don't want their faces in the video, right? So it's not like an actual video of like an actual party. It's just like you well, and maybe your husband talking about what goes down at a party. Like no, what is in there, the video? There are people who agreed to to be filmed, uh-huh. and um, yes, they they signed a disclaimer saying it was okay. Uh-huh. You know. So So it is, so you do show the venue, like what goes down, like people inside the party as well, not just information, not just people talking about it. That's true. But you know, whenever people um, write me about buying it, I say, why buy it? Why don't you just come and see it? (laughs) Right, right. But, and you do have like an orientation, right? What is it all about? Well, the orientation gives the other new people an opportunity to meet one another ahead of time mm-hmm. for them to see where the party's going to be held so they feel safe and secure mm-hmm. and um, to ask any questions that they have ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And then we discuss what the rules and regulations are for the party that night and 
how to have the most fun. And now, is there different rules and regulations for different parties, or is this just always the same rule? Like, do you have different kinds of parties, or is it always the same party, same rules and regulations? Well, at Club Relate, it's the same rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. We only have two rules. Right. What are those? Do you want them? Yeah, of course. There's only two. <laughs> we might oh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No drugs in you, on you, around you. Mm-hmm. And the rule number two is the rule of no thank you, but thank you for asking. All clubs have the no thank you rule. We added the but thank you for asking mm-hmm. because you acknowledge the compliment the other person gave you for asking. Right. Instead of just like no thank you. No. Right, that's nice. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so now walk me through like so the orientation is that something that most places do I I had a friend who worked in a swingers club here in New York and like I mean he was like the towel guy like he would like you know and he just did (laughs) random things I don't know I used to get the most fascinating information from him about that club but I mean I never heard anything about like because I would ask him so many questions because I found it fascinating you know but like I never heard anything about orientation and like all this stuff I mean like is this something that typically takes place at like other parties or is this just the way you guys run your I I think it's mainly the way we run it mm-hmm. and because I just can't imagine walking in not knowing anyone not knowing what the rules are and it, it's hard well isn't that yeah, what you did in the beginning and that's why you sort of got on the phone and said let me take charge of this and that because you're the type of person and I think women in general are more like that like they do want to feel like yeah. you, like you know they know ahead of time and they have a lot of questions so I think what you're doing with the orientation is actually really smart you know I just have never heard of it going down to anywhere else but I think that maybe right. that's why you guys stand out so much you know well the the other thing is there's no alcohol in our group so a lot of clubs have smoking drinking dancing uh shooting pool playing darts sitting Mm -hmm. in jacuzzi you know and that's how they mingle well i didn't feel like well the the thing that you will know about every single member is they've all been through the orientation they all know the rules so no one has bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Well, you have so, two rules. So it's basically like anything goes, right? Yes. As far as sex is concerned, right? Yes. All sexual expressions that are legal mm-hmm. are okay with us. Right, exactly. Anyone could have sex with anyone, any ages avail, like, right? Like, I mean, because I had a guy on recently who was like only, like, he started a swingers club for like, you know, people had to be like tens, you know, that was his thing. And young, like, you know, I mean, that was like sort of what he got into, right? I mean, you well, guys ours, are sort of open. Ours, ours have to be 21, but I believe me, if anybody's 21, I'm going to want to meet them first because. 21 year olds know everything (laughs) (laughs) 22 25 any 20 or 20s i just say that's the age that you know those that's the 10 years you know everything (laughs) there there are some people in their 30s but they're mainly 40 and above Mm -hmm. and um like you said they're professionals so they are they want everything to be very discreet and um like only be known by first names. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Now, one of the things that we do different also is um, after the uh, orientation is over, 
we leave to go have dinner. And then you have to choose to come back. Oh, so the orientation is on the same day. It's a couple of hours before, right? So you go in. It's um, four to five. Okay, for an hour. And and everyone's talking. No one's naked. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no like playing oh, gosh, going on no. or anything like that, right? This is just a strictly right. someplace that where people get very comfortable. And if they want to come back later, like everyone breaks for dinner, right? And then right. it's like if you want to come, come back, back, you can. At, yeah, you come back at uh, like seven fifteen and seven thirty promptly. Mm-hmm. We start what is called the hospitality time, and that's where everyone introduces themselves by their first name and they say where they're from. Mm-hmm. And um, then they say what they want to see or do. And then that gives you an idea of who you might want to play with that evening. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody just wants to watch, then you don't go up and ask them and put them in an uncomfortable place. Right. Um, now you it, might say, go ahead. Let me ask you this. How many people about are like, how many people do you typically have like in the room at that time? Um, there's generally 35 to 40. We try to not have more than 40, but mm, like on special occasions, we've been known to have 60. Oh, wow. So you can't, they can't get that big now. So when everyone goes around, does everybody have to talk? Like, I mean, some people I feel like are shy, right? And they might not want to say like, this is what I want or or, like, are they allowed to just pass or does everyone have to actually sort of stand up and say who they are and what they're looking for? Well, if I always say, if you don't say it, I'm going to say it for you. (laughs) (laughs) And there have been women who could not even stand up and say their name Mm -hmm. the first time they attended. Right. And, you know, we we tease them a little and laugh. And then I say something like, um, I want to watch everything tonight. Please ask me before you touch me. You know, I'm just a light thing like that. Right. And now those same women mm-hmm. can say what they want. Right. So you uh, help them along the way. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So everyone. So once that goes down. Now, is this like, I mean, what is the room like? Like, is it is, what's the venue like? Is it someone's house? Is it do you rent out like a hotel? Like, where is this? Oh, house? no, it's a huge uh, hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has a jacuzzi in it, two bedrooms. Uh, massage tables. We put up massage tables, mm-hmm. um, and um, we provide everything. Like the, um, we use almond oil mm-hmm. for the um, massages or for lubrication, because we say never put anything on your hmm, that you wouldn't put in your own mouth. Right. Okay. So everything is like really natural and good for you. Right. And now right. if they can't drink, right, no alcohol, right? So do you That's have like right. just like beverages and is there food? Like what is going around? Oh, the, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. We have um, food, cakes, cookies, you know, yummy things, sandwiches or shrimp, cocktail, uh-huh. you know, something different every time. Right. The colas, um, ice, everything you need, it's there. All you have to do is bring a great attitude. Right. And now do you, I mean, you must get people that drink at dinner time before they get there because I mean, well, that's okay. That's okay. okay. Because that's not breaking, that's not breaking the Florida laws. Right. No, I know because here in New York, like at that swing club that my friend worked at, it was bring your own because they couldn't serve it. Right. So but in Florida, there are 
Florida bottling laws, mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to have sex around alcohol. Oh, okay, so, so they can't at all. So that's the reason why right. you don't have it, because it would be illegal. Right. So people but are allowed to get a little buzzed. Body, mm-hmm. If it's already in your body, I, I can't do anything about that, because you did it legally. Yeah, because I would think a lot of people, especially the first timers, might want to be a little buzzed right before they get there. Loosen yeah. up a little bit, right? I don't know. I don't drink myself, but like I, that's what I would. That's what I would think it would. Help we some people. we don't either, right? But, but we started off as a, a non-smoking swingers club when mm-hmm. we first started, mm-hmm. and um, Tom said, "You know, people are not going to come if they can't smoke." And I said, <laughs> "Right, I don't care. I don't want to be around it." Yeah, and people came to our club because it was a non-smoking club. Yeah, I would think that would be a good thing. I mean, but, so, but is has that changed, or is that still the same way? It's still no. Oh smoking? no, it's still it's still the same. No, I and think that that's good. I don't. I mean, well, who smokes people, now? It's so gross. Have, there are people who have stopped smoking because they didn't want to miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> or you just get a lot of people outside of that hotel smoking cigarettes. Like, I mean, like, what do they do? Go out for breaks and come back in. How long does the party last for them? It starts at like 7.30. Everyone introduces themselves. And like, how long does that party go for? Well, it usually takes like 30 minutes to get everyone introduced. Mm-hmm. And um, because they know how to do it. It's like, okay, come on, come on. Right. And, um, and then... Probably about eight, a little after eight, I say it's time to start the party and everyone dresses down, right. meaning they get out of their street clothes. And if they want to wear something sexy or a robe, that's perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be nude. Right. And you have robes and, and for part- people. Well, the hotel does. Yeah. Okay. You know, they have robes in the closet. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so... After that, the party starts right away, and generally it's over 11 or 11.30. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't seem very long, right. but because there's so much going on, and it's so intense, right? that um, people are exhausted. <laughs> I mean, it is, like, I mean, when you say it's a huge hotel, it's just two rooms or like it's like a huge hotel and you just have two rooms or like are the rooms that you have like really large or is it like everyone sort of condensed? No, no, no. It's very large. Okay. So it's a large area where people could go. Living room, dining Mm -hmm. room with two bedrooms off the side, two huge balconies that you could easily put 20 people out on the balcony. Oh, wow. So people could just have sex all over the place. Yeah, but not have on the balcony. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, you don't want any accidents. And so, and do you and your husband still partake in it? Like, I mean, I'm assuming you guys have fun at these parties as well? Oh, absolutely. To me, you know, I could never understand people who operated a club and didn't have sex. Right. To me, that would be, that would be sadistic, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think some people maybe do it for the money. I don't know. They're not even there. I mean, but you guys are physically there, right? Oh, working absolutely. the event. It's not like you're running this event and you have people working for you. Because I don't think the place where my friend worked, like it was the, the woman who owned it was there. Like, I mean, it wasn't that kind of a scene. You know what I mean? I think she was like a madam as well. I mean, like she was a businesswoman. There was a difference. I mean, you guys were right. basically, right? Like you were like swingers who were problem solvers, but you guys were very hardcore problem solvers, right? That was like a big part of your personalities. 
And but so I, I can yeah. I can tell you that the club is very structured and yes. very organized. There are reasons behind every single thing that we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have no idea why we do the things we do, but there is a reason for it all. And because everything is consistent, everybody feels safe mm-hmm. because they know what to expect. They know when it's going to happen. And when they're not there on a Saturday night, then they're looking at their clock saying, well, I know what they're doing now. Right, because they've been there before. Right, and they know at every you know, time we have a party, this is the time it's going to start. Right. I mean, I could tell just by talking to you the way you talk and uh, like, you know, I mean, that's all like besides you guys being swingers, you're also problem solvers and you're also, you are very professional too in everything that you do and, you know, um, specific, right? And very right. detailed um, and thought out, right? And you could tell yes. when you go to your website that all the information is there, you know, and so I think that that uh, projects onto your parties, right? And that's absolutely. And I think that is probably why people found you. I mean, I used to go, I used to work in entertainment and I would, I would book people for everyone from celebrities to non-celebrities. And so I had to go out and find people too like that. And so I, if I wanted Mm -hmm. to do something on some, you know, and I think you tend to find, I mean, people probably found you because you probably are very good, not only at throwing the parties and thinking of these things, but also advertising and putting yourself out there and setting up your website and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. And that's how you set yourself apart. Well, like the HBO piece has run mm-hmm. all over. Mm-hmm. HBO Real Sex. Mm-hmm. There have been two people from Russia. Uh, last The last party in Orlando, we had our first person from China. Oh, wow. Right, because they're oh, seeing it all had, over the world. Uh, mm-hmm. People from um, Rome recently came to our Tampa party. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had been... They, it had been a dream of theirs for 10 years. Wow. And finally, they came to Florida and were, they had a ball. She used to be an ex-model. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, oh, my God. She said, we've been talking about this for years. And it was her and, and her husband was, or boyfriend or? Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She and her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, we've had. um CNN announcers, we've had um, Academy Award winners, we've had, I mean, just. Yeah, I, I used to love to ask my friend, I mean, he would tell me on the down low, and I wouldn't go talk about it, I mean, I don't even talk about celebrities on my podcast, I don't really give a shit, but it is, like, I mean, I wouldn't want names, you know what I mean, but he would always right. tell me, like, you know, like, for sure, these, like, there were celebrities, for sure, that came into his place and mm-hmm. he would tell me who they were I wouldn't go blabbing it around to people but I just thought right. it was interesting because it's all kinds of people and then some and people that you know maybe that you would never think you know so just without telling me names like you said you've had people from what did you say you had people from CNN what right you? one one announcer from CNN <laughs> <laughs> and and he admitted it before he came and he said listen I'm not bringing any recording. I just want to have fun. Right. And so whenever people do that, we help them like stay low key. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so when you've had the Academy Award people, like did they sort of talk to you ahead of time and say like, listen, like this is the deal. Like or was there any kind of yes. provisions for them? What happened? How did that right. go down? Well, 
Well, it, it's just that they they wanted no attention to be brought to them. Mm-hmm. And I said, listen, no attention is going to be brought to you unless you bring it yourself. Right. You know, you use whatever first name you want mm-hmm. and say whatever town you want to say you're from. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we coach them on how to keep uh, how to be discreet. Right. And they have, I mean, I'm assuming you've had more than one. How long has this party been going on, by the way? Uh, 30 years. So, but these people that have come in, the celebrity kind of people, are they there more to, do they take, do they, are, are they there more to like sort of jerk off and watch or they take part in all kinds of things or everyone's, well, I guess I'm assuming they, everyone's different. Everyone takes part. Now, I, I can tell you there was a, a physician that came from Texas mm-hmm. um, at the last party. And he said, I have traveled around the world. And he said, this is the most fun I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) And it's because, well, one of the other things that's kind of unusual about our club is we do a lot of education. Mm -hmm. Like um, doing erotic massages. They are not therapeutic. You know, and basically, um, I, I show persons how to do slow sensual touches mm-hmm. you know and guys some guys are, are think that they're really great massages <laughs> and i say no 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 this is not therapy this is just for touching right and mm-hmm. resting and you know and when do you do this sort of educational stuff does this go down in the orientation or does this go down when no, you're there if people want to talk to you you walk around like what do you how, well, how do it's, pe- it's it's during the party. Yeah. If I mm-hmm. see someone like rubbing really, really hard and and I well and I always tell guys if you want to learn how to give a sensual massage, then receive it first. Mm-hmm. So you'll know what it feels like. Right. And so and, maybe you'll give yeah. them one or somebody will. Or something right. will happen, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. now when it when you say on your website that it's the first heterosexual masturbation swingers party, is that because like there's other gay ones out there? Because it's not like people can't like I'm sure people are allowed to be bi at your place, right? It's just that. Well, well we don't call it bi. Mm-hmm. We call it trisexual. T R Y. I'll try that, and I'll try that. <laughs> right. <laughs> try T R Y. Well, it's like Betty Dodson there in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, she has she teaches women how to masturbate Mm -hmm. but she just handles you know she just teaches women right and and ours is both male and female Mm -hmm. and when you say you teach them this is also like at the party they could come this is a place where people could come they could feel safe and they could get involved in the lifestyle but also while they're getting involved and sort of walking through like you will teach them things as well I mean because I don't think that that goes down at other places at all it's just like people are just like screwing each other, right? Like, don't you think you're very different than the other parties? Out there? Yes, yes, we are. Our our members tell us, and the other, I think, because we keep our parties relatively small compared to huge, you know, the larger commercial clubs, mm-hmm. is people get to know each other. They get to know each other's names. Mm-hmm. Um, they do things outside the club, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And and I always say there's benefits to membership. Like if you're traveling and you want to visit another club, 
If you let me know ahead of time, I'd be glad to write to the other club owner and, and say that you're a member in good standing, you know, at our club. And, mm-hmm. and so and, you know all the other people out there. That's like it's sort of like a small world. Is it like any other business? Like, you you know what I mean? Like, you know all well, the people? Like, if I told no, you the I name of the I, one that my friend worked at, I don't even remember what the name is. But maybe trapeze. you would know them. What was it? Would you? No, you it wasn't trapeze. No, it was a smaller oh, okay. one. Um, and this was, I'm talking like 15, 20 years ago. Um, so I don't really, I wouldn't remember the name, but it wasn't trapeze because that's the biggest one in New York, you know? Right. Um, right. I went to that one. Mm-hmm. How was it? It was delightful. Mm-hmm. I got to meet, um, uh, Vanessa Del Rio there. Who's that? And, Am I dumb uh, to not know? I'm really bad with names. That's okay. She's um, um, she's in the industry making films and stuff like that. She's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to talking and her bodyguard or whatever, she said, um, make sure I'm not disturbed for about 30 minutes. Well, she was and with we, you. <laughs> yeah, we just sat there and talked and had a great time. Right, right. That's yeah. great. And did she know who you were? Like, no. because you or no. Okay, no. so you guys just talked. Yeah. This was a while ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because when, it was many, many years ago. Right. And so have you've traveled, you and your husband, I'm assuming, have traveled all over the world. And whenever you go out of town, you go to, or when you travel, you check out these other swingers parties, other places. Well, we especially did that before we started our own club. Mm-hmm. And we, we traveled from Florida to California and back again. And it took us about a month and a half. And we wrote down all of the things that we liked and all the things that we did not like about other clubs. Mm-hmm. And and then um, had a little discussion about how to start our own. Mm-hmm. And how did you get into, like, how did you become so smart when it comes to masturbating and, like, with your body? Is it just strictly because it's something that you always enjoyed doing? And now, after all of this experience, you know, like, the perfect toys and how you could, and and you've become this person who could actually teach other people, right? Is that just strictly because you've been doing it for so long? (laughs) Well, that's one reason. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you, in my 30s, Mm -hmm. I used to feel really guilty about masturbating. Right. And um, I, w- I would almost say a little prayer and say I wouldn't do it again. Oh, my God, because you'd feel that bad. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the next night I would masturbate and, <laughs> and finally I prayed to God and I said, don't let it feel good and I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he never listened to you. <laughs> It was fun. But, you know, there's a lot of guilt because women are somehow secretly taught not to touch themselves. Mm -hmm. And this is something um, that we we teach or talk about, especially in the um, in the orientation. We talk about our sexual histories Mm -hmm. and. You have your educational history, your business history, your employment history, but no one ever talks about their sexuality in regards to the history of it. Mm-hmm. And so what I say is your history teaches you to be brave mm-hmm. because when you first learn about sex, you're not supposed to know about it. Right. 
But you do all sorts of things to find out more about it. Mm -hmm. And so I think our sexuality is our, um, our way of learning to be brave about our bodies and ourselves and our desires. Right. So would you say people that like, because I've had some, even men, I've had, it's been very weird to me when I talk to a guy on, on my call and like, they're like, they didn't l- literally jerk off until they were like 21 or 18. And I find that to be so bizarre, right? Because I'm just like, yes. I feel like it happens when you're way younger. It did for me. It does. Right? Does it? It, well, for me, it was five. Right? And, yeah, I don't even know how old I was, yeah. but it was like too little to even know what was going on, right? But it just like right. sort of happened, it's and then you're like, wow, that's doctor, great. Yeah. Playing doctor, playing, you know, I'll show you mine if you'll show me yours. But a lot of people don't remember it until the later age because something bad happened, mm-hmm. so they block it. They block it out. Yeah, I always feel like it must be some sort of dysfunction or something's going on that some um, a guy, right? I have a friend like this and I've had multiple people on my show that have like, because I'll, I'll ask a million questions when I'm talking to my listeners, my callers, and like the, I get a bunch of guys that'll be like, oh yeah, the last, first time I jerked off, I was like 17, 18, 20, and I'm like, that's so bizarre to me. Like that's like a thing, you know what I mean? There's something there like that's well, a little off, don't you think? No, no, because a lot of guys, whenever they think of masturbation, they don't consider it masturbation until they've been able to ejaculate. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But why can't and they jerk? Why can't they ejaculate at 16? <laughs> or 15? Well, they probably could. But a lot of people like men mm-hmm. um, are also ashamed because. It, it's kind of like, well, you can't get a girl, so that's why you do it. Oh, you think and, that's the underlying sort of shame yes, in it? Yes. And a lot of, uh, there are guys who masturbate with their best friends, and they don't want to admit that they did that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard stories like that, too. Yeah, huh? But see, it's not, it's not that they were uh, homosexual. Right. It's, they only did it with them because... It was somebody they could trust. Mm-hmm. And whenever I put it in those terms, oh, then it was okay for me to do that with them. And I said, yeah. Right. Because if you didn't do it with someone that you could trust, then that's whenever you get into problems or someone uses power over you. Right. And so, and that also helps your people if they're there, because if a guy feels more comfortable, like maybe a guy's a little uptight and thinks like, oh, if I start doing this at this party, like I'm going to be gay, right? Or, and they're not, right? And you make them feel safe enough to sort of be that way. Now, you and your husband, are you both totally heterosexual or you trisexual, each one of you? Like, I mean, at your parties, like, like you said, anything goes, right? So guys could be... Tom is straight. I'm trisexual. Right. <laughs> but guys are allowed to be trisexual at your parties, right? Yeah. Or not? Is yeah. it typical or because, not really? Well, one of the things at our club is I've taught the women to say, I want to see two men together. Right. You know, because men are always saying, I want to see two women together. Yeah, totally. Well, we put the shoe on the other foot and said, well, show me. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that makes them more comfortable knowing that we want to see it. Right. 
Now, were you bi before you, or you don't want to say bi, but like, had you been with women before, or did this start when you got with your husband? Well, it really started whenever I got with him, and he he said he wanted to see me with two women. I said, fine, after I see you with another man. Is that what you said? And then did he do it? No. <laughs> he said, well, you arrange it. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm sorry, but we all know you can arrange that because you're an arranger. Did you arrange it? Or you said, yes, I did. And? Yes, I did. <laughs> he grit his teeth and he did it. So what did oh, he do? Really? Oh, my God. He's he jacked, just as competitive as other, you are. You guys jacked, are funny. He jacked the other guy off and the other guy jagged him off. And, <laughs> and then that was the day. And then you're yes, like, okay, and, now I'll give you what you want. quota. <laughs> oh my god you guys are you guys are kind of funny the way you are together i mean just like you said that you like went to the swingers club just to sort of prove him like i could do it too that's yes. what he did with you and jerked another guy yes. up. And, and then you gave him then you were with other women and that was like your first time yes and i was so shocked at what i learned from the experience i i was like in a way, dreading it. But mm -hmm. whenever I, the first time I touched another woman, I went, oh, my God, this is what Tom feels when he touches me. Right. Like, so it made I'm, you sort I'm of see it soft. differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm this soft and and um, pliable and sexy and the energy just flowed and it was exquisite. Mm hmm. It, it's not like being with a man because men like being the leaders. Right. Um, in regards to having sex until they run across me. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was so, it, it brought a new awareness in, in making love with Tom the way he felt whenever he touched me. Right. And we, we still touch each other. Like if I walk past him mm -hmm. he, he reaches his hand out and and we touch each other just walking past one another during the day right so you guys still have like i'm assuming a great sex life after all these years because you keep it fresh with all this other stuff like i mean i just think a lot of people that have been married for 30 years or together for 36 you know i mean i get them on my on my you know, podcasts. I mean, they're cheating. They're living double lives. You know, they're doing all kinds of things because but see, their you sex don't have life went out the window. No, I know. You don't have to do that if you can be honest about what your desires are mm -hmm. and um, and and work it out. Right. And and besides, you know, it's like after you've been to a party, you just you have dreams about sex. I mean, it's just. <laughs> no, I, right. And I'm assuming that that only adds, I mean, to your oh, sex life between you and your husband, right? You guys being with right. other people. I mean, and how long, how many years do you think, or was it years? Was it months? Like how long did it take before like that jealousy thing with you was totally gone because like, I think that that would be interesting to somebody else to hear that maybe is thinking about it, right. Whether it's a woman or a man, you know, that they worry that they would be jealous and that they wouldn't be able to get well, past that. Like I, how long did it take for you? I, I think it took really probably about a year mm -hmm. because we were so new in our relationship. Also, mm -hmm. there were so many, you know, being new in a relationship, there's so many things to work out. 
And yeah, um, even without having sex with other people, you would still have to learn trust within a relationship. You know what I mean? You don't know somebody. I mean, even though you guys were friends before, when you really right. let your guard down and you're being vulnerable and falling in love with somebody, it's a whole different ball game, you know? So, well, one of the other things that happened is, it's like, um, and and I said one time, well, my other husband, da da da, and he said, don't paint me with that brush. I would never treat you that way. Mm-hmm. And so his honesty and his um, foresight, you know, into issues were just, it, it was exquisite. The way he could just kind of like cut through the bullshit and say it like it was. Right. And then I, I, I was like, I was stunned whenever he said that. And it was like, you're right. I'm, I'm not there. I'm here with you. And it's totally different. Right. And now your husband, was he married before as well? Or were you his yes, first? Yes, he was. He was too. Yes, he now, was. was he this open with his first marriage? Like, were they swingers as well? Or was this something new for both of you at the same time? <laughs> well, he was married twice before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> his second wife, uh, they did have a swinging experience. She said she did not like it. Mm-hmm. But mm, I think maybe she did. Right. <laughs> But wouldn't admit it. Right. Uh-huh. And there again, you know, I think it, the honesty in our relationship started off from the first time he asked me, what kind of man are you looking for? Right. I was honest. I was honest with him. Because how can you find a solution if you're not honest? Right. Because what did you say again? Like you want somebody. What was that sex? Because you were. It was pretty honest of you to sort of admit this. Right, I wanted sex at least once a day. Yeah, I mean, but I, well, actually, it's not really that hard to. I mean, anybody would be smart to tell a guy that. <laughs> well, you know. yes, but then I got it six times a day, and it was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and he's well hung, and you said a great yes. fuck, and he was good looking. On a scale of one to ten, what were like at that time? Like, were you like you said your husband was really good looking? Was he like a ten? Were you a ten? Oh, he was a ten. He was a ten. Right. He was um he was also a football official. Right. And he was the white hat, the uh-huh. referee. Uh-huh. So he was in great shape. And then later whenever my son graduated from uh, high school and went off to college, I became a football official. Oh, really? Yeah, for 10 years. You were? Mhm. Oh, interesting. They have women? Yes, yes. Well, I I did the clock up in the uh, press box. Mm-hmm. So the guy that was up there could be down on the field. So they loved me being up there. Right. <laughs> now, wait, do you and your husband have kids together or are your kids from other marriage? No, we we have kids from other marriages, but they're all equal. Okay. And now, do they know? Are you guys that open with what you guys do? Or is this a very uh, underground as far as like uh, people in like your family no. and stuff? They they all know, but they don't choose to to be a part of the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But you they know. but they know, and like, did they just always know? I mean, did you sit them down and tell them? I guess because they were older no. by the time you guys got together, right? They were, um, uh, let's see, fifteen, sixteen, and eighteen. And you told them at that time, like, did you just make no, a decision, or they no. found out? <laughs> <laughs> I think they kind of found out or, <laughs> you know like my my first husband wrote to my mom and dad and told them 
that uh, Tom and I were swingers. Oh, my God, your mother and father? Yes, he did. And was it, was that know, like he was trying to get the kids away from, like, was that some sort of weird thing? Well, was I think it was like he, he was trying to make me look like a bad person. But yeah, yeah. Mother said, mother said, I'm not sure what he's talking about but i think he's jealous <laughs> oh my god that's great <laughs> mother was a cool lady yeah 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 you're super lucky um and then so somehow it just got muddied up and your kids wound up knowing and uh, it, they event they were okay with it eventually i'm assuming Yes. Well, like my one daughter um, went and got the mail one time mm-hmm. and she opened the mail mm-hmm. and she wasn't supposed to. Right. And she said, Mom, if you're not interested, I am. <laughs> Why? What was in there? What was in the thing? Like a guy's headshot? Well, you have to realize that whenever we first started in the lifestyle, we didn't have the internet. Right. So people had to write letters and send photos. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was a very young mm-hmm. person. And she said, well, if you're not interested, I am. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. So you would get photos of the people back then. Do you get photos of the people now before they're coming? Or no, you see them at the orientation? No. Right. No. And it's everything's by email now, and we we would never ask anyone for a photo. Some people do, mm-hmm. uh, or some people ask for a photo, but it's rare. Right, it's rare. And what would you say? Because like the, I had this guy on recently, actually, who was like this guy who started some swing parties, and he like for him he was like horrified because he first went to his first swing club when he was like super young with his girl and they were like all older people you know and that's why he Mm -hmm. started his which was just strictly young people that were super good looking you know because he was like oh people just think in their mind swingers are all like 50 and like out of shape like whatever you know um Mm -hmm. and so like what do you find at your party is it is that true that people i mean you did say they're most of the time over 40 right um right are they I mean, I think nowadays, I mean, it's very different. People in their 40s, like, you know, the way they keep themselves, you know, than 20, 30 years ago, right? I mean, look at Christy Brinkley. She's 60, okay? And she's hot. You know, like women are, it's just very different, right? So, I mean, as far as like if someone walked into your party, like what's like the the kind, like the demographics? Well, like with myself, Mm -hmm. I work out four to five days a week. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of the people at our club work out mm-hmm. because they want to be healthy. Right. They want to be, and I would say that um, it's rare that you find um, people that are really heavy, mm-hmm. but there may be a couple of guys that maybe it got away from them, but, you know, whenever they're around people who are, uh, athletic and working out and being responsible mm-hmm. for their health, then they they get on the the bandwagon. Right, right, and especially people that are like going to a party where they know they're going to like take all their clothes off. Right, I mean, you would right. think that there'd right. be a little bit more the type of person that maybe is either like more not self conscious, but like you know, is the type of person that does keep up with themselves. Right, 
Or right. maybe, and even if not, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's chubby chasers out there, aren't there? Like, I mean, like, what it, I think that there's something for everybody. And like, I mean, hotness, right, and sexiness comes in all different shapes and sizes, right? Anyway, I that's would. true. Well, I, I think probably more important is um, the way people treat you. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I just think that, you know, it's just like at your party, it's probably like there's something for everybody, right? I mean, it's not like, like you said, you're allowed to say no thank you, right? If you're not interested right. in somebody and then move on to the next. Well, um, I think one of the other things is like there are other, um, other, you find that there's a lot of things to do sexually besides just intercourse and um you know, just sometimes watching other people have sex yeah. is extremely exciting. Yeah, and and I'm sure that's like what people don't even get, that you're also getting that, right? You're just thinking that, right. oh, you're going to get to go and you're going to have sex with other people. But what about the exhibitionist part of it and the voyeurism part of it? You know, well, having yourself had- watch, be watched, watching, right? Well, there was a couple recently in uh, Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> She had her MSW and was working in the hospital for years and decided that was enough. Mm-hmm. And she told her husband she wanted to do something totally different. And he said, what do you want to do? She said, I want to be a stripper. Wow. How tell you, that yeah. young lady had the body for it. Right. How old was she? And uh, She was probably in her 40, mid 40s. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They'd been married for 14 years. Right. And um, had a child together. And she went and took lessons to be a stripper. Mm-hmm. And the thing that she wanted at the party was to have sex with her husband and for people to watch them. Right. And let me tell you, there was a lot of watching going on that <laughs> night. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> her desires were met. Right. And so do a lot, do most people wind up coming back and becoming regulars? I mean, or you just have like a core group of people that are sort of the people that are always there and have been going to your parties for many years. And then uh, like, I'm assuming like a certain percentage is like, you know, always revolving, right. And always new people coming in and out. Yes. There's always new people. We have a person from uh, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Every time he comes down to see his mother, mm-hmm. he arranges it <laughs> so right. that there's a party going on that he can go- come to it. Yeah. Single, because that's the key thing. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. I remember when my friend worked in that place, he would say it was just so obvious. There were so many guys there with like paid hookers, you know, escorts, because they would pay a right. girl to come with them because it was the only way they would be able to get in because they would never let in. A, a single guy could never get into most swing parties, right? I mean, isn't that just the way that right. it goes? Well, one of the things is that we do to resolve that is you don't have to bring a date. You can come as a single person. Mm-hmm. But everyone has to make reservations ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And so we're able to keep a ratio of we, it's two to one, two males to one female. Right. And we say that because men don't last as long as women. Uh huh. <laughs> so interesting. No, I mean how specific all this is. Like you said at one point, like there, everything we do, everything you know, is all very for a reason, right? right? Yeah. Right. Hmm. And so, um, the it's really strange. It does not work out well when you have more women than men 
Right. Oh, no, you do not want to go to that party. Because <laughs> that, that has happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> the guys, <laughs> and then they left because they were worn out. <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. I mean, imagine <laughs> something that you'd never think would happen. <laughs> oh, and then the girls were pouty, like, where are the guys? Where are the guys? <laughs> yeah, but that probably isn't common, right? Most of the time. No, it wasn't. As You know, it, it was a freaky weekend, is all I can tell you, is there were a lot of women there. Yeah, that's so and interesting. That's yeah, and you would think that guys would be like, I've struck the lottery. You know, like, it's just like, the, the but yet they were exhausted because it was too many women. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's so interesting. We're at an hour, and I always like just keep my podcast for an hour. And I feel like I didn't even get like like I always feel like I cock block my guests at all their like like sex stories for my listeners, you know, because I like ask all these other questions, and I feel like you probably have like a million other stories. So like, if you ever want to come back on, I'd love to have you on. And I know that you said that you had some of your people that attend the party that wanted to call in and talk about their experiences. Sure. So that will be really interesting. Now, do you want to like promote your club, like give out like your, it's clubrelate.com, right? I think right. it's really interesting because mm-hmm. people could, I'm going to buy that one toy, that G-spot thing, and I'll let you know whether it actually works because I've never been able to well, buy my G-spot. John, I will promote the shit out of that thing if it actually works. <laughs> well, I tell you what, instead of buying it, just send me your address and I'll send it. Oh, that's nice. Okay, so you're gonna, and if yeah. it doesn't work, then I'll say, "Honey, come to Florida and let us show you how." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then I might need an orientation. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think like people should go to your website, clubrelate.com. They can have all the information about like when you hold your parties, where you hold your parties. There's a lot right. of info on there, like all kinds of stuff, as well as like I said, like there's videos that you could buy. Like that's what I, you know, and then you know about like information videos where you could see the party see where the venue is see what you have a new video that's like you could see what the orientation is all about you could buy these toys the ones that you guys highly recommend and i think that's always good because you go to like the sometimes you want to buy a toy right and you're like I, when i used to buy toys on on adam and eve i would just go to their top 10 list <laughs> yeah. and just like buy whatever was number one they once had this thing called the clit kisser it was like the most amazing thing that they, I had to like throw it out because I was like used and abused. I was like, I can't even, I wasn't leaving my house. All my friends were like, I was very open and honest about it. I was like, someone come over and throw the clit kisser out because I'm never going to leave my house. My pussy's going to look like, like an 80 year old woman after like two months of this thing because I just couldn't stop using it. And then it was so weird. I did throw it out because it was just too much. And then I tried to buy it many years later. I told everyone about it. It was like, and it was, it wasn't as good. Like they changed it or something. I don't know. And that's the right. way I would buy stuff. Cause I was like, I want to buy the stuff that I know is really good. And that's my point is that you guys, you know, it's not like masturbation is your only thing. You guys are full on swingers. You're doing a lot of stuff, right. but you do know a lot about that. So if people are looking to buy toys, like this is a good sort of place to get a reference of like, what is the stuff that really works, right? You have a couple of toys in there people could buy you have some videos and you have all the information about your parties that people could come to and i think yes and we have like there's two guys at our club jay and hamburg they um they they like being known as the toy boys Mm -hmm. because they love always bringing the newest sassiest toys and and trying them out and so that so you have them at your parties oh yeah Oh, that's interesting. We have one one of our members brings the um, 
uh, fucking machine and the Sibian. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he shows people how to use it. So people bring their own toys so they right. can show how they use them and why they like them. And, and that's the best way to find out is from other people saying how great it is. Yeah, that's totally good. Do the people, I'm assuming, because you do it at the same hotel, right, all the time, like the, the hotel people know exactly what's going on in that, in that room? Well, I, we have, we use several different hotels, mm-hmm. but um, everything is so clean. Whenever we leave, right. you would never know that we were there. Right. But people must know, right, that it that's what's oh, well, going yeah. that, that work there. Yeah. I remember once I was in New Orleans and there was like a swingers convention in the whole place. I mean, my friend was staying in this hotel right. and like everybody in the elevators, like you could just tell we're all going different places. You know, I mean, it was just like so right. obvious and it's not like anyone's well, sort of leaving. Convention. Yeah, it was yeah, a, convention. a convention. You buy you buy out the whole hotel. But uh, one of the reasons we limit the number of people is so we don't call attention to ourselves and we right. have we tell people to dress in casual wear so as not to bring attention to yourself we mm-hmm. eat at the restaurants um you know so to 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 them we're money in their pockets right no and that's another good thing for my listeners to know it's just like because i think it's really important that's why i let people come on my show i always say like make up a name you don't it doesn't matter you can make up where you're from and just be honest about everything else you know and I just mm-hmm. think it's very important a lot of times when it comes to these kind of things for people to have their anonymity right and so at your party like you guys you know I think it's great that it is uh, you know people know that they could go they could make up a name or just give their first name they're not going to be outed famous people have been there right. and nobody knows about it and they'll be able to remain anonymous well, now, whenever they fill out the application, they do give their real names mm-hmm. and addresses. Oh, they have but, to give out their real names. Well, they do, because that's part of being a club, and that's what makes a club real. Mm-hmm. And then you fall under certain protection laws mm-hmm. because it's a real club. Oh, okay. So I take I should just edit that out, but I'm not going to. But yeah, okay. <laughs> so forget about what I just said. You're not anonymous. But you guys, uh, you know, uh, keep it anonymous within your club. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Whenever you show up and you introduce yourself, that's the name we stick with. Right. Mm-hmm. But Tom and I know what your real names are. Right, right. That's you know, cool. Right. We don't know what you do mm-hmm. unless you tell us. That's kind of like my show. I mean, people call me from their phones and they tell me their real names and they sometimes they want to send me pictures. I'm like, I don't even want to see your pictures. I don't really care to know the actual person. I just love the stories, you know, are so interesting to me. Right. And um, I just think people could relate, you know, but uh, really? I don't, you know, but that then I'm always... Cute. I'm always sort of keeping a different, you know, I'm always like, I have to know the person's real name and then their fake name. But yeah, I don't give out the real names. I like, I was like, right. you know, same thing with my, it's not a party, well, it's but it's the same situation. charming to yeah. talk with you. Yeah. And um, I will, I, I will give your email to my friends and have them email and arrange to talk to you. Yeah, that's great. I would love it. Because my listeners are always looking, you know, looking for more women. And I know you said, yes, they're women that want to call in. So that'd be great. Thank you so much for calling in. It's clubrelate.com, right? Yes, it is. And you will email me your address so I can see the story. I will. And then I'm going to give an update on my show of whether it worked or not. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get right to it. All right. Thanks, Linda Gale. Thanks for calling in. Bye.
Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.